good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the nationwide COVID daily report. There were 7,133 new COVID-19 cases registered during the previous 24 hours, the third consecutive day of slight declines, along with 12 more COVID-related fatalities, the Public Health Ministry said on Tuesday morning. This compared with 13 coronavirus-related fatalities and 7,926 new cases reported on Monday morning. The 12 new fatalities were between the ages 21 and 84 years old. 7,100 confirmed cases, as we said, with 1,545 probable cases via ATK and 12 deaths out of 61,974 patients, 34,283 are in hospital and 27,691 in field hospitals. There are 492 in a serious condition with 110 currently on ventilators. Phuket reported a two-year record of 726 new cases, out of which 468 were local and 258 were from abroad. There are now 3,126 people in care. At this moment, the island only has 954 beds left. That's just a brief roundup of the COVID numbers here in Thailand. Although the case numbers are in the mid 7000s and it doesn't seem like it's too high we have to remember here in thailand that there is very little proactive testing around the country certainly not in the manner that you would find in the likes of the united states or europe so that just doesn't go on here so yeah it's very hard to know what the true case load are but hospitalizations are pretty low and that is the main thing at the moment and we'll start off with the first story of the day more caught for illegal entry from myanmar 29 Myanmar nationals were arrested after they illegally crossed the border into Muang district of Prachikiri Khan, on Sunday police said. These 16 men and 13 women aged between 18 and 45 told officials they were from Mudang village in Myanmar, about 3 kilometers from the border. They slipped across the border into Dan Sinkan, the Mu 6 village in Tambang Klongwan, and waited at a pineapple plantation for transport for jobs further inside the country. When three pickups arrived to collect them late Sunday afternoon, Immigration and Border Patrol Police, lying in wait nearby, moved in to arrest the border crossers and the pickup drivers, who were also Myanmar nationals. One of the drivers escaped. The job seekers said they had paid 15,000 baht each to brokers for employment in Samut Sakan. All were taken to Moang Police Station for legal proceedings pending deportation. Now next up, as many people would have found out last week, Thailand upgraded itself to level 4 alert in relation to COVID-19 in Thailand. So I just wanted to go through what that really meant. So what does this new level 4 alert mean for Thailand? The fifth wave of COVID-19 pushed Thailand's alert level to 4 in the first week of 2022 as the ultra-transmissible Omicron variant spread nationwide. People across the country are raising their guard to prevent overloading the healthcare system, which would come with lethal consequences. On January 7th, the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration added another 30 provinces to the orange zone of control, increasing the number to 69 from January 9th. 
Now, what are the restrictions? Alert level four allows stricter restrictions, including a ban on restaurants, dining and large gatherings. But the CCSA has so far only closed entertainment venues such as bars, pubs and karaoke joints. In Chiang Mai and most other provinces, entertainment venues will remain shut until further notice. The plan to let them open for restaurant service from January 16th has been cancelled for now. Meanwhile, alcohol can be served in restaurants and restaurant-like venues until 9pm in the eight Blue Zone provinces, including Bangkok and Phuket, as well as the pilot tourism covering parts of 18 other areas. Entertainment venues allowed to reopen can face closure or other penalties if they fail to comply with the COVID-free setting rules and trigger cluster infections. COVID-free setting rules stipulate those venues must be well ventilated, with all staff fully vaccinated and all, including musicians, screened with antigen test kits every three days. Customers must show proof of vaccination and test negative via ATKs before entry. Now, Thailand has five COVID-19 alert levels. In late 2020, with daily infections well below 1,000, Thailand set four alert levels based on the COVID situation severity. They were level one green, level two yellow, level three orange, and level four red. The same color was applied to provinces. Level one signifies zero local transmissions. The alert level is upgraded when infections rise and puts pressure on hospital beds. Level 4 is triggered when the number of daily infections rises beyond 900 and hospital bed occupancy touches 80%. Last May, however, these soaring numbers of cases prompted authorities to add another level, 5, dark red, to the alert hierarchy to cover the worst hit areas. Now what is in the details? In late November, the COVID wave subsided and dark red restrictions were lifted. Last month, the alert level dropped further to level 3, with provinces removed from the red zone. However, the trend reversed dramatically with the arrival of the Omicron variant, the most transmissible variant to date. Though the level 4 alarm bell has been sounded, the CCSA has not yet declared any province as a red or dark red zone, preferring to adopt a wait-and-see policy. Now, what does each level mean? Level 1 means businesses can operate with COVID-free setting measures in place. Travel, including international arrivals, is allowed under COVID-19 controls. Level 2 places limits on the normal capacity of air-conditioned venues and events. Level 3 brings closure of at-risk venues and encouragement to work from home. People travelling between provinces must be tested and international arrivals are confined to sandbox schemes. Level 4 means only venues necessary to daily life can stay open. Working from home is the norm and non-essential interprovincial travel is suspended. International arrivals must quarantine. Level 5 imposes extra restrictions including a curfew and a ban on gatherings of more than 5 people. Interprovincial travel is controlled and foreign arrivals must quarantine. Thailand and the rest of the world must now wait and see whether the government decides to roll out more restrictions in the coming week to reflect the new Level 4 alert. Now, as many people in Thailand will know, the Level 4 that Thailand has implemented actually doesn't tally with the restrictions that they're meant to. In actual fact, they're more still in a level 3 alert because they haven't actually suspended interprovincial travel in Thailand and other things like that. So 
It's a bit odd to increase the level, but actually not increase the restrictions that go with that level. So yeah, it's a bit odd. I don't know why they would, maybe to make it sound more dramatic than it actually is, but that's where we are right now in Thailand. And of course, as we know, the uh, test and go has been suspended. There's been the introduction of the sandbox areas of Phuket, Panya and Krabi and Samui. Bangkok and Pattaya have been left out of that and Chiang Mai, and we'll do a story on that coming up next. Now moving along, Bangkok Pattaya Ice Sandbox deal. Tourism operators in Pattaya and Bangkok have expressed concern about unequal opportunities to welcome tourists because they are not in a sandbox scheme as the test and go program is suspended indefinitely. These operators have a negative business outlook and expect more job losses. The acting president of the Chonburi Tourism Council said the tourism sector in popular areas such as Pattaya and Bangkok has to brace for a further slowdown without inclusion in the sandbox scheme. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration on Friday approved three additional sandbox destinations covering Surat Thani, Krabi and Panya in addition to Phuket. It also extended the suspension of the test and go quarantine waiver scheme indefinitely. Mr. Tanet said the occupancy rate in Pattaya is expected to drop to 10-15% to in February from 20% this month, while smaller hotels might have to temporarily close and lay off workers. The government needs to learn from other countries on how to cope and live with the fast-spreading Omicron variant. Instead of implementing stringent travel rules when new cases surge without offering any financial support to operators, he said. Patia and the Chambori Provincial Public Health Office will continue to prepare measures to request entry into the Sandbox program despite a surge in daily cases coming predominantly from night entertainment venues, said Mr. Tanet. He said the province has prepared sufficient beds to handle an outbreak with 18,000 hospital beds and another 6,000 hotel rooms that can be converted into alternative quarantine facilities. Now, Marisa Sukasol, president of the Thai Hotels Association, said because Bangkok is the country's key gateway, it needs to be included in the sandbox scheme, but with more stringent measures and cooperation from hoteliers to closely monitor guests. She said the hotel outlook is expected to hit rock bottom similar to before the country's reopening, as hoteliers lack income from both foreign guests and domestic meetings and seminars by state agencies which have ordered staff to work from home. Pong Sakorn Ket Prakorn, president of the Tourism Council of Panya, said with more sandbox provinces, tourists who may have earlier decided to skip Thailand because test and go was unavailable could change their minds thanks to wider travel options apart from the Phuket sandbox. Tourists who visit Kaolak normally stay at least 14 days, up to a month, he said. The occupancy rate in February in Panya could reach 45%, compared with the 20-30% at the moment, helping to offset losses from the suspension of the Test and Go program, he said. Charan Tip Tiaporn, president of the Tourism Council of Krabi, said operators in the province would like to operate as an Andaman sandbox, allowing tourists to travel between Phuket, Krabi and Panya during their seven-day stay. However, each province has to prove it has effective control over the virus situation before the scheme can extend to more areas. She said the occupancy rate next month is expected to stay at 30% if there is no sudden change in travel policy before improving to 30-40% to in March when Krabi will welcome familiarization trips from Europe and the US. Now, you could feel sorry for Bangkok and Pattaya being left out of this kind of sandbox program. But then again, I feel that hoteliers and these kind of tourism councils don't seem to understand the basics of tourism and what exactly the client 
that is the tourists want when they go on a holiday to a foreign destination. Uh, Marisa Sukasal uh, spoke about opening Bangkok under more stringent measures. Now more stringent than the Phuket Zambox. It seems to me they have no idea that tourists do not want to arrive in a destination, have to spend seven nights in a general area, and have to undergo two rather expensive PCR tests in the space of a week. And then, of course, the big fear of testing positive during this whole process and then getting an extra 14 days holiday in a quarantine facility, if that were to happen to you. Although they may think these sandboxes are great, I think they just need to cast their mind back to when they did have the Phuket sandbox and the Panya and Krabi sandbox back in late August. They had practically no tourists arriving on it. And the reason for it, complicated application process, the confinement to an area for seven nights, and of course the two PCR tests. And these were the big reasons that people didn't take it up. Now, I think Thailand should look around the world and find me one quality destination, tourist destination around the world that has entry requirements similar to Thailand. And as of yet, I cannot think of any. But Guys, you're out there. Do you know any of these quality tourist destinations and attractions that have an entry program similar to that of Thailand? Now, if there is one out there, I'd love to know about it, guys. I can't seem to find one. But please, if you do, down in the comments section. They really need to understand what tourists want. And this is what they're missing out. The hotel operators, the tourism councils and all these are only thinking about themselves. There's no focus on the tourist. There's no focus on what the tourists might want. It's all about them and, of course, putting money into their pockets, and that's fair enough. But in order for that to happen, you need to actually have tourists. And there's a huge disconnect right now between hoteliers' mindset and the tourist mindset. Tourists want freedom. The Thai government want to bring in as many restrictions as possible to limit their freedom. And when people are sitting down to decide where we're going to go on holiday, they look at the likes of Thailand and they go, no, that's not for me. I can only go to Phuket for seven nights. Oh, and two PCR tests. Nah. And what happens to me if I test positive and then the li- it's it's not for people at the moment. The test and go program, although it wasn't perfect, was a lot better. And we certainly saw a lot of people in November and especially December arriving on it. It was fairly successful for a reopening of the country. 300,000 plus people, I think, in December could be more, maybe a little less. I can't remember offhand, but that's the number that's in my head. That's not bad for reopening your country during a pandemic. Now, the numbers that are going to come in through the sandbox, I can tell you, are going to be very little. Very little. It'll be back to the usual 1,000, 1,500 a day at most. And that's not going to sustain anybody. I think personally, they jumped the gun on closing down the country because of the Omicron variant. I think it was a big mistake in how they've done it. As I've said in previous shows, they have ruined their reputation in terms of reliability. And people will look at Thailand like I had my holiday booked. And then just like that, they pull the rug from underneath my feet. And we had to cancel and scramble to find somewhere else. So people will always have that in their mind when they're going to book now. And it'll take a while. For me, this high season is over. We're looking at high season starting November, October of this year. The next few months, I think, are a wash even up until Songkran. And then after that, you have low season, which of course in Thailand is pretty quiet anyway. And it's going to be extra quiet again this year. And then the build up, hopefully, to an October, November high season in Thailand. Something similar to pre-2020, 2019. 
though it's still going to be hard to get there, but they really need to get rid of these restrictions. Personally, for me at this stage, as we force people to be vaccinated around the world, there should be some kind of a reward for getting all these vaccinations. However, countries seem to continue to act as if, and especially Thailand, that vaccinations don't count. You've had three vaccinations at this point, but still you need to do all these PCR tests. And we do know at this stage, eventually people are going to have to relax on how we're implementing all these policies and procedures. Thailand should lead the way in returning travel to normal. And that would be one way to attract people back to this country. Okay, it's not going to be totally back to normal, but I would say leading the way by saying, look, your vaccine certificate and a rapid antigen on arrival, and that's it done. I think we have to get to that point and just start to move forward as a country and stop this fear of Omicron all the time. We have to get on. Otherwise, this will be the norm. What we're going through now again for the next two to three years again, and nobody anywhere wants that. Guys, I'd love to know your opinion on all of this. Do you think Patia and Bangkok got shafted in this whole sandbox scheme? Do you think the sandbox will actually work? Do you understand the optimism of hoteliers? Or do you think there is a disconnect between hoteliers and tourists right now and what they both want? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comments section as always. And next up, follow the rules. Governor reminds foreign envoys. Phuket Governor Narang Won Si yesterday met with the Consul Generals and Honorary Consuls of eight countries to remind them that their respective citizens must adhere to the COVID-19 health and safety protocols in effect on the island. Governor Narang met with the Consul Generals of Australia, the Honorary Consul of Austria, Mexico, Nepal, Netherlands, Norway, Russian Federation and the Honorary Consul of Switzerland. Joining the meeting were the uh, Deputy Governor of the Phuket Executive of Phuket Province and the President of the Phuket Provincial Tourism Business Association. Governor Narang gave an update on the COVID-19 situation in Phuket detailing the rise in recent cases and the latest safety measures employed to combat the spread of the virus. Additionally, he requested all the Consul Generals and Honorary Consuls present at the meeting to ensure that their respective nationals currently on the island were fully aware and updated as to the safety measures and to make sure they abided by the law. Governor Narang added that any foreign nationals who test positive for the coronavirus or who are showing symptoms that place them in a high-risk category need to demonstrate social responsibility and seek treatment at an appropriate venue as designated by the Phuket Provincial Public Health Office. This is a standard policy for all Thai nationals, Governor Narang added. He also reminded that foreign delegates that the wearing of a face mask in all public areas is mandatory as per Phuket Provincial Health Order, which states... Whoever leaves their residence, building or vehicles in order to enter into a public place must wear a mask or cloth mask at all times. Failure to adhere to the above will result in legal penalties and could impact the decision to allow the foreign national to remain in Phuket, the governor said. Specifically, anyone violating the wearing of face masks in public space rule can face up to two years in jail and or a fine of up to 40,000 baht. In response, the foreign envoys requested that additional vaccines be made available to their nationals to combat the spread of the virus, with a clear and accurate timeline as to when such vaccines will be accessible. Additionally, they requested that all information and updates on regulations set by the Phuket authorities be sent to the consuls via a line group to ensure the details can be disseminated to their respective nationals in a timely and effective fashion. And next up, Thailand to be declared country where African swine fever has been detected. 
The Livestock Development Department will report the finding of African Swine Flu, ASF, in Thailand to the World Organization for Animal Health and will declare Thailand as a country where ASF has been detected. Suryavit Tanito, the department head, was quoted to have said in a press release from the department today. The department sent teams of investigators to Nakhon Patam and Ratchaburi, the two central provinces where the highest number of pig farms in the country on January 8th and 9th to collect blood samples and surface swine from slaughterhouses. The 196 blood samples were taken from six pig farms in Rechaburi province as well as 113 samples from four farms and two slaughterhouses in Nakhon Patam. All were sent to the department's National Institute of Animal Health for tests. According to Surivit, 308 samples tested negative, one sample from a slaughterhouse in Nakompatam tested positive for ASF. Investigators have been sent to the slaughterhouse to find out from where the pigs came and how they were infected. According to the protocol for when a contagious disease is detected in a farm or slaughterhouse, the Livestock Development Department will declare the location and areas within 5 km radius an epidemic zone and all live pigs within the zone must be culled to prevent the spread of the ASF virus. Beyond the epidemic zone, movement of pigs from the farms must have the consent of veterinarians. Department offered an assurance, however, that it will try to have as little impact on the pig farmers as possible. The department has sought cooperation from all pig farmers by strictly complying with the set of measures to prevent the spread of ASF, adding that the department will employ similar measures to those used to contain bird flu several years ago. For the general public, Surovit assured that ASF does not infect humans and infected pork can be eaten if it is well cooked at more than 70 degrees Celsius. And moving along, officials confirmed Thailand's Mu Ko Chang partially closed. Mu Ko Chang National Park, a popular resort destination for both Thai and foreign tourists, is only partially closed. On Sunday, the park's chief issued an order closing all tourism-related activities, which was interpreted to include hotels. It is now clear, however, that the closure only affects campsites and other tourism-related activities in the park until further notice, in a bid to contain the spread of COVID-19. In 1982, Mu Ko Chang was declared a national park. It consists of 52 islands, including the main island of Ko Chang and parts of Ko Kud, covering a total area of 650 square kilometers. 70% of the park's area is sea. In 2004, however, the national park was declared a special area for sustainable tourism by the Organization for the Administration of Special Areas for Sustainable Tourism. And finally, the Phuket News. Police catch shrimp vendor killer. Police have confirmed they managed to apprehend the suspect responsible for shooting dead two people and injuring three others at a fresh market in Phuket town. Project to boost aquatic life in Phuket waters. A government-funded project to enhance the abundance and health of aquatic life around Phuket's coastline saw the release of 2 million black tiger prawns into the sea and the planting of 250 trees in the water off Naka Island on January 8th. And finally, Phuket's 9pm booze shutdown made legit. Phuket Governor Narong Wunsi has formalised the ban on the sale and consumption of alcohol on licensed premises after 9pm with an island-wide order signed into effect late on January 10th. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.